Man, that uh, last song was uh, man, so stinking good. I don't know how you were feeling where you were at, but I kind of wanted to dance. Like, wow, was that? Man, that was uh, so, so good. And not only was it good, but it was also uh, saturated in so much stinking truth. Well, what's up, BCN family? I hope that you are doing well uh, wherever you are, whether you're in an apartment, in a dorm, in your car, wherever that might be at. Hope if your car, hope your car is still, or you're just like you're just listening to this and have both hands on your steering wheel. If this is your first time here. Allow me to introduce uh, myself uh, to you tonight. My name is Jay, and uh, I have the privilege of man serving the college students who are part of this ministry uh, that we call BCM. And if this is your first time, just know you only have to visit just one time, okay, to be a part uh, of this family that we call. BCM. Every single week, I want to pause and always let you know, man, that we make a big deal about a couple of things uh, here within our family. One of those things we make a big deal about is it's you. We make a big deal about people, regardless of your background, regardless of your story, regardless if you like country music. Anybody have to like country music? Just put it in the chat box. Uh, or you can make some noise for those of you who are in the room. <laughs> uh, anybody out there, if we're like Christian music, anybody like Christian music? Everybody's like, of course. Uh, most of us do. You know, I have to be honest with you that I don't have my radio station tuned to like the, what is it, Joy 9 to 5, whatever it is. What is it? What is it? FM. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I stream my music. Uh, maybe you're a person that's out there. Maybe you like blues or uh, jazz. I got to be honest with you. I love a little, little Kenny G, uh, one of my favorite. But uh, regardless of where you are or who you are or where you come from or what you look like, we make a big deal about you. You are welcome here. We believe that uh, the words of Scripture and every person is made in the image of God. And you are somebody because God says you are somebody. The other thing we make a big deal about is we make a big deal about one name. Unapologetically about it, that is the name of Jesus. Not the name of BCM or USF, which is a great campus. We make a big deal about the name of Jesus. And we believe that when your story and his story collides, Jesus has the ability, man, to be able to change everything about you. Here's the other thing. We also make a big deal about one book. And every single week that we come together uh, in a time like this, even in this virtual time, uh, we want to spend time getting a fresh perspective from one book that's called the Word of God. And we believe that every word that is contained in this book, the Word of God, has been inspired by, by God. And so tonight, I want to start out with, uh, man, just sharing one story with you that uh, involves a shopping experience I recently had. And our, our family recently moved into uh, a new home within the past year, that is. And uh, one of the things that we had to say goodbye to um, was our old couch. Now, this couch, I don't know if you have any hand-me-down things in your apartment or in your home that you grew up in, but honestly, it was someone handed us that couch. It was old when we got it, but I love that couch, man. We, uh, I love being able to, like, to just hang out on the couch, you know, watching my Netflix on that couch. It was, a great, it was a great couch, but when we transitioned from our old home into our new home, we had to say peace out to that one. Now, my wife had to talk me into this because it was a little bit hard at first. It was like, Jay... We're getting rid of this couch. And I'm like, no, I want to hold 
on to it. It's like, no, nah, it's got to go, okay? So we're, we're going to let this couch go. And so we went on a hunt for a specific couch. We're looking for a sec- sectional couch, one that was comfy, uh, one that was minimal, one that was a good Sunday afternoon napping kind of couch. Does anybody know, first of all, first of all, does anybody like to nap? Just raise your hand. I can see your face. You're like, Jay, I'm with you, brother. I love to take a nap. You know what I mean? Uh, I am with you. And there is something that is special specifically about a Sunday afternoon nap. I don't know what it is, but after Sunday service, you know, and I get my public sandwich, I am ready to just knock out, and that sleep is usually deep. It's refreshing. It just does something to me. So we needed a couch, okay, that was like that. And so what do you do when you go looking for a couch? What does the Sanders family do? Well, we went to Ikea, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Ikea before. I get lost in there every time I go. I'm not quite sure which direction to go in, you know. Uh, but we, we went into Ikea, and I got to be honest with you, we weren't quite sure um, that we were going to find a couch there. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, couches in Ikea, but the couches are made for, it seems like little people. It's just like down to the ground, man. I'm like, this is not for me. This is not what we are, what we're looking for. Then we went to a uh, Facebook marketplace, kind of sketchy. So we're like, okay, probably not what we're looking for. We were looking for a specific couch. Okay. So then my wife had this great idea and she said, all right, well, what if we, what if we head over to a place called West Elm? I don't know if you know where that is or even heard of that. And so we went to West Ham and they had several options. And we finally found the couch that we were looking for. Now, you got you to gotta know this about me. I'm just going to be honest with you, which I always will be. And I am told that confession is good for the soul, hard for the reputation. <laughs> and so here's my confession to you right now. And that is I can be impatient. Okay. And I'm like, let's just get a couch. After a while, you know, there were weeks were going by. We were at our new home and we didn't have a couch. And Arya's looking at us like, okay, I guess times are hard. Like, we're like, we don't have a couch here. We couldn't really invite people over, you know. And I'm like, and Arya's our four-year-old. For those of you like, who's Arya? She's four years old. So she's looking like, what's going on? Why don't we have a couch in the house, in this new house here? Uh, but I was getting impatient. And my wife, she would say to me, nope. Good things come to those who wait. So we need to wait for the right couch. We went to West Ham, and this couch was so specific that we actually had to order it, and it took a little while before it got to us. I'll come back around to that couch later on. Speaking of shopping, some of you, you love to shop. Some of you are like, honestly, if I can stay away from stores, I am cool with that. But speaking of shoppers, there are two kinds of shoppers. I want to know if you agree with me. Just lean in, okay, just for a moment. The first one is there is the focused shopper. The focused shopper. This, this person, you know exactly what you're looking for, and you won't settle for anything else. If that's you, you know that's you, just put that, just go ahead and say, yep, that's me, right in the chat box. Just say, yep, Jay, that's me. I am the focused shopper. Like, if I say I'm going into the store and I'm, I'm picking up peanut butter, that's all I am going to get is peanut butter. I'm not going to get anything else. I'm a focused shopper. You know, you say, I'm going in to get smooth peanut butter. I'm not getting chunky. All right. Like they may have chunky on sale, but that is not what I'm going for. I am going, okay, for the smooth peanut butter. Be the focus shopper. Then there's some of us who are the impulsive shopper. You got the focus shopper, and then you have the impulsive shopper. 
This is where you have a little money in your pocket. You're like, Jay, that's me. I'm a college-age student. Yeah, I have little money, okay? You have a little money in your pocket and time, and you're looking just to feel better about life, about yourself. And so you end up at the mall or some store, roaming through random stores like Macy's, Urban Outfitters, or Brookstone. I really love Brookstone. I don't have money for Brookstone, but I just like going in there, though. It's awesome. And, and you're going through, you know, and you're the impulsive shopper. And if this is you, I'm not going to ask you to put that in the chat box. You don't have to say that, okay? You know if this is you. Then you're going to end up getting sold into something you don't need because you don't know what you're looking for. You're going to get sold into something that you absolutely don't need. Somebody's going to talk you into something that you don't need, but you get it because you don't really know what you're looking for in the first place. Speaking of that, some of us, which it comes to our topic for tonight, which is dating, some of us, we date that way. We don't know what we are looking for, and so we end up falling for anything. And when it comes to dating, you and I, I'm married at this point, but even prior to this, when it comes to dating, you have to start with standards. We've been in this series over the last couple of weeks that we've simply even titled, Don't Waste Your Twenties, or you can put just, Don't Waste Your Life. And, and tonight, I thought it was appropriate since we've been in these collection of talks to definitely, I mean, wrestle with this topic of dating. Now listen to me. You may say, I am single and have no intention at all to date anybody, maybe ever, <laughs> that's cool. Or maybe you say, anytime soon, and that's fine as well. By the way, um, I champion men singleness. The Bible has some great principles when it comes to singleness, but tonight we're not talking about singleness. And there may be another time that we, we wrestle with that. Tonight we're talking about dating specifically. And we're going to talk about how to identify the one. Now listen to me. I want you to lean in. Tonight's message, uh, if you haven't seen any of the promo that's gone out, it is rated M for mature. I just want to let you know ahead of time. And I believe tonight, right where you are, that I am speaking to adults who can handle some real talk. And if you're with me, just go ahead and put it in the chat box like, Jay, I'm ready for it. Real talk, let's go. Let's have some real conversation. I want you to put your seatbelt on. Don't send me any hate email, okay? Uh, if you're looking for an email, Cassie, what's your email address? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> don't send me any hate email. Hey, here's the deal. I do, I want you to hear my heart before I begin to dive into this because tonight is going to be a little bit more maybe raw than what we would normally would, uh, than what we would normally have in some of our conversations. I want you to hear my heart. I do think that sometimes, man, we are unwilling in our, man, Christian uh, circles to just go there and to have some real conversations, but not only have real conversations, but also, man, say, okay, what does the Bible have to say about navigating this area, man, of my life? And I believe that if we are unwilling to have these conversations in families like these, then listen, someone can tell us anything um, out there on the planet. And so here within this ministry, 
as, the, as long as the Lord allows me to man, serve you within this ministry, we will never shrink back from having real conversations. And that starts tonight. So put your seatbelt on. We're talking about dating, whether you are dating right now or trying to find the, the person you're going to date. I want to give you some principles uh, from scriptures that may be able to help you identify the one. Now listen to me clearly. In fact, tonight, I would say to you, if you have ADD like Jay Sanders does, this is probably not the night that you want to just like zero out. Hang with me the whole time so you hear the entire context we had to say tonight. When I say one, let me, let me clear up what I believe could be a misunderstanding. Maybe you come in here and this, this uh, right, from where, right where you are, you're meeting with us tonight and there's just one, you may be thinking, man, there's just one person out there that you are looking for. There's one person out there that you are looking for, and you got, you got to find them like a, like a needle in a haystack. If you are a Christ follower tonight, uh, there are a group of people out there, let me just tell you, that you could choose from. And maybe even a hundred thousands of people that you could spend the rest of your life with and fulfill God's will for your life. Josephine and I, my wife and I, we've been married for six years, going into our seventh year. Can I ask you a question? Do you think there are other men out there that are more handsome, smarter, have better looking abs and muscles, you know, that can cook better that's out there? Of course there are. Are there other women that are out there that are smarter, that look better, that can cook a little bit better? Of course there isn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. But here's the deal. My wife and I, one of the things that we say to each other is this, is that, listen, you choose your love and you love your choice. You choose your love and you love your choice. In the good days, even in the bad days. I want you to stick with me tonight. Tonight, I hope that you would also extend some grace. We try to make, keep it short. And I'm not going to, I don't plan on being here for long, but I also don't want to like rush through this and um, you miss anything. So I want to take some appropriate time in wrestling through this. If you have your Bibles, would you open them to 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 12? We're going to look at several verses tonight. But we're going to take a slow walk through this particular verse. And from this scripture, we will identify five things that scripture identifies. It would be a great list to maybe help you in identifying the one. Listen to me. For those of you out there who are Bible thumpers, you are theological folk, that's all good, okay? I have spent a portion of my life studying the Bible. So let me give you this disclaimer. This is not a dating verse. You hear me? So if you're reading this, you're like, wait a minute, Jay. I can't wait to write him on social media. I can't wait to send him a text. This is not a dating verse. Calm down. I know that. This is not a dating verse. This is the Apostle Paul talking to Timothy. And he says, hey, don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth, but set an example in these five character traits. And as I think about character traits, 
that I could give you to identify the one. I could not put together a better list than the Apostle Paul has already put together here in 1 Timothy 4. You've got to have standards when it comes to dating. And let me say this in love. Listen to me. This is where we get a little bit more raw tonight. If your standards are not God standards, then your standards are stupid. If your standards are not God standards, then your standards are, they're stupid. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says this. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Would you mind right where you are? Can we read that again? Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers. And if you're one who likes to highlight or underline in your Bibles, you might want to underline these next couple of words. In speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. There's a couple of questions that I think may, might be helpful as you work through these couple of verses here. Top five questions to ask, maybe when you're just trying to identify who God might have for me. Is, is it her? Is it him? And it would be interesting even tonight as we talk through this. Some of you might be in a dating relationship and you might recognize as the Spirit of God tugs on your heart, you are with the wrong person. And would you even be willing to, man, put your yes on the table and maybe even surrender that after tonight? So, Scripture says right here in 1 Timothy, verse 4, 12, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in, you see the first word there? Speech. So, a good question maybe to ask yourself might be even this, what do they say as you're considering the one? What do they say? Is he or she super negative? Are they constantly critical? Or do they use words to encourage you and others? What comes out of their mouth both to you and to others? Do they show their ignorance and lack of vocabulary by constantly using profanity? Are they quick to get angry? Are they harsh with, they, with their words? What do they say? James chapter 1, verse 19 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I've been walking through James in my quiet time recently, and every time I read that verse, Cassie, Cassie's out here in the room. You're like, where's Cassie? Yeah, Cassie's here. I'm just talking to Cassie tonight. Not really. I get convicted because I can, I can be a talker. It's easy for me to talk and sometimes to listen. And Scripture says, hey, listen, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. If they are quick-tempered, that's not going to make a good husband or good wife. Do you hear me? If you're looking at a person and you're like, man, this individual, they are quick-tempered, that person will not make a good husband or a good wife. 
I think there's a reason why speech is the first characteristic mentioned first on this list. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If you want to know what is in someone's heart, just listen to what they have to say. If you want to know what's in a person's heart, then you just listen to their words. What comes out of their mouth, you will quickly realize then, man, what's going on in their life. Are they a gossip? Do you know a person like that that's a gossip? Don't put their name in the chat box. Please don't do that. Don't embarrass anybody. You know a person like that? That every time you're around them and they are just, they're gossip. Are they a, did you hear person? Can I, can I, can I tell you what I told them or because I don't talk about people? I talk to them. Do their words build up? So what do they say? Their speech. Here's the next question that you might want to write down is this. What are they known for? What do they say and what are they known for their conduct? What is their reputation? Proverbs 20 verse 11 says this, even small children, even small children, little bitty ones, that's my version, are known by their actions. So is their conduct really pure and upright? We could inspect a person's character even when they are little. I know it to be true because I have a little human in my house. And even right now, I'm able to see her little character. You are known by what you do, not just what you say. This is the essence of dating, is this someone who I can marry. As you spend time with them, look at the way they act. Look at the way they conduct themselves. I believe that we date to observe, but we are not trying to find out if we are compatible. Sometimes you will hear a person, they will say that, man, I can't wait, man, to date this person because I want to see, right, if they are, I don't know if this person is compatible with me. A female sinner and a male sinner are incompatible. You're not trying to find someone compatible, but someone who is yielded to Christ. There is a difference. If you're pursuing Christ and they're pursuing Christ, then you will move closer and closer together. Do you hear me? Are you with me? When trying to identify the one, you ought to consider their reputation. I love a poet. Uh, by the name of Maya Angelou, pretty incredible woman. If you have some time, check her out. But one of her famous quotes, she says this, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. So when you're listening, man, to what they say and you're watching their conduct and how they act, don't just look right past it. Don't just say, oh, man, no, that can't be them. Listen, if they're with me, they probably can get a little bit better. No, no, no. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. You say, but they are charming. They are charming. Have you seen them, Jay? You don't know her, Jay. Have you seen her, Jay? Listen, she's very charming. Proverbs 31, 30 says, charm is what? Deceptive. 
And beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. You say, but man, you should see her, man. She's so beautiful. She looks great. I can promise you she keeps living. That's great that she's beautiful, but things are going to change over time. I can promise you, I'm telling you, we're going into seven years of marriage with my wife and I, and I can tell you, my wife can tell you, Jay, I love him with my whole heart, but already, he still looked, he looked a little bit different than what he was when we first got together. That's just life. We change. We physically change. Here's the deal. You want their repentance to be as notorious as their rebellion. Christ can heal and redeem anyone's past, but that doesn't mean you should rush into a relationship with them. Do you hear me? Christ can heal and redeem anyone's past, but that doesn't mean you should rush into a relationship with them. There needs to be a season of faithfulness to the Lord in their life. Scripture says that beauty is is fleeting. Beauty is fleeting. Some of you would say, man, but listen, I'm physically attracted to this, this person because of what I can see on their body. And I would say to you, listen, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. You need to become, okay, a, a person of the Bible. A man or woman of the Bible, you need to adjust your criteria to Jesus. As we consider what they do, we need to also consider how they dress. Let's talk about modesty for a moment. Are they trying to attract you with their character or with their abs? Are they trying to attract you with who they are or with their curves? For an example, you see social media, which is a big deal in our culture. Men, listen to me, brothers. Hear me straight up. I'm just going to be real with you tonight. If she's posting pictures of her cleavage on social media, run. Run. Get out of there. If she's taking a picture across, laying, laying across her bed on social media like she wants to sleep with you, then she probably wants to sleep with you. And you need to run. Unfollow her and never look back. If you want to look at a person who knows how to run, go and watch Forrest Gump. If if you've ever seen Forrest Gump, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Forrest, he said, I just kept running. I just kept running. Run. And that goes for, that goes, man, for guys too. Ladies. If you see a dude that's out there, man, he's trying to man, make you just attracted to man, his abs, his physical self. Listen, run, ladies. Get, get out of there. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 4 says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight, Scripture says. Do you dress attractively, ladies, or do you dress to attract like you are bait? There is a difference. 
You are not bait, ladies. You are a person. Imago Dei, a, a, a young lady, man, has been made in the image of God. Here's the next question. How do they love? Don't let anyone look down on you and says, man, in your speech, in your conduct, and in your love. How do they love? How do they love others? Do they leave a person better than they found them? Do you know a person like that? Like every time, man, this person enters into a room, they just leave people better. They're an encouragement. They, they build people up. Or are they driving down the road and looking in the rearview mirror and there's a pile of wrecks and heartaches and baggage and pain? Do they love based off of their feelings? A sign of immaturity is when someone's feelings defines their reality. A sign of maturity is when truth defines your reality. Regardless of how they feel because feelings change. How does she care for people? Is she compassionate? Where does she serve? How does he treat people who can do nothing for him? For an example, the homeless man on the side of the road, the server in the restaurant, the person who, who cuts them off in traffic. At what point does he feel entitled toward anger because that's when he is going to feel entitled to anger towards you. Is he controlled by the spirit or is he controlled by his emotions? Ladies, is he considerate of your feelings or is he just running games? We all know there's some dudes out there that can run some games. Well, it ain't just guys either. Some ladies want to run games as well. Does he take initiative? Or does he leave you wondering? Men, does she thrive on drama? Or is she steady in difficult situations? Here's the next thing. What do they believe? What do they believe? It isn't just enough to say, I attend BCM every week. Congratulations to you. Good for you. That's not enough. This is not a check the box, I met them at the BCM type of thing in a small group virtually. Good for you. There are maybe people even in circles like this, that sometimes comes with the wrong motive. What do they believe? For those of you considering, man, this list sincerely, then I want you to consider, man, what do they believe? Do they wake up desiring to be more like Jesus? Are they members at a church somewhere, or are they just church hopping? I understand that some people say, man, I am looking for a church right now. But if they've been looking for a church, okay, for the last two years, that's church hopping. Are they members of the church? They tell you, nah, but listen, I go to BCM every single week. You let them know, this, that's not a church. No. Are they plugged into a church? By the way, listen to me. If you're out there 
and I know you are because I can see your faces. If you are a person that has been hopping around and you haven't planted yourself at a church because, man, you're waiting for a church to just fit every single box that you're looking for, listen to me. Stop church hopping. Stop playing games and find a church where you can grow. And we grow where we are planted. Are they plugged into community or doing life alone? 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what, for what do they righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? I want to be crystal clear with you tonight, if I haven't been already. If you are a follower of Christ, specifically if you are a follower of Christ tonight, you don't date someone who is not a follower of Christ. If you are a follower of Christ, you don't date someone who is not a follower of Christ. Look for someone who is already committed to Christ. And here's the last thing. You're like, whew, praise God. I'm sweating right here where I'm at right now, Jay. So I'm glad we're getting ready to land this plane. Here's the last thing for you tonight. Are they relentless about purity? Are they relentless about purity? This is the only yes or no question on the list. Are they relentless about purity? The word purity is translated chastity. The state or practice of refraining from extramarital or especially from all sexual intercourse. Are they relentless about purity? Listen to me and listen to me clearly. My brothers and my sisters who are out there, and even for those who are in the room tonight under the sound of my voice, if they will push the envelope with you, with pornography, with someone else, or by themselves, they are saying something. Are they relentless about purity? They are saying, if they're not, I put my desire before God's word. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's dangerous. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18 to 20 says this, flee, flee, run from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. If you are asking how far is too far, then you have already gone too far in your mind. Pursue absolute purity. Your body and Jay Sanders' body is on loan from God. And while it is on loan, it is probably a good idea to ask God, what do you want me to do with, and what don't you want me to do with my body? So in summary, what do they say? What do they say? Listen to them. Out of the abundance of the heart, Scripture says, the mouth, oh, it speaks. What are they known for? Their reputation. Do they have a good name? 
Or are they known as a person that is negative or a gossip or a divider? How do they love? What do they believe? Watch them. Do they say one thing from their mouth? But when it comes to their life, it does not match up. What do they believe? Do they say they believe in the local church, yet they really aren't plugged into one? They're just like church hopping and have been for a long time? Are they relentless about purity? And I would say pretty boldly to you that if they don't have these character traits, then they probably aren't the one for you, at least in this season. You might need to step back and give God some time to work in their life. By the way, the couch that we were looking for, I think I told you we found the right one. And uh, my wife, once we got it into our house, she said it was so worth the wait. And I was like, when I sat on it, I was like, you're right, boo. It was worth the wait. This is a nice one. And when it comes to even identifying that one, whoever it is that God has for you, it's worth the wait. Sometimes, especially in your college years, you can be in such a rush to find someone. For what? Chill. Slow down. Remember last week we talked about unhurried. It's okay. It's worth the wait. Right where you are, would you bow your head and close your eyes? I want to pray for us and then we'll wrap up. How many of you would say with your, your head bowed and your eyes closed right where you're at, you know what, man? God has been speaking to me tonight. Right where you are. It may seem a little bit weird, but if that's you, would you just raise your hand? Just throw it up real quick and say, yep, Jay, God's been speaking to me tonight. Thank you for being real. I see several of you who you raising your hand. Thanks for being real. Can I ask you tonight, what is it that God is saying to you tonight? How is it that God is speaking to your heart right where you are tonight? Is there anybody with your head bowed and your eyes closed to be honest enough and say, Jay, you're, you're talking about finding the one, but if I can be honest with you, Jay, there are some areas on this checklist that I personally am challenged in. If that's you, would you just raise your hand boldly? You say, Jay, that's me. I got some areas even in my own life that I'm, I'm challenged in. Thanks for being real. How is God speaking to you tonight, and what are you going to do about it? Father, we come to you humble as we know how. I, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the promise that you, you placed in your word that when your word, when it goes out, it's not going to return void. And so I believe as your word has gone out tonight through this live stream and even with the folks who are in this room with me tonight, you are going to use it to impact hearts and lives, maybe in ways that we'll never see with a natural eye. I believe, God, that you are doing heart surgery while we are awake, I thank you for a safe place like the BCM where we can have real conversations and God be guided by the principles from your word. I pray for what's going to take place even in our small groups tonight, Father, that they may be life-giving and challenging. I pray tonight, God, that we wouldn't just say, man, that resonated with me tonight, but that we would be moved to a place of obedience. Hearing your word is not enough. It's applying your word. That's where the blessing comes. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Right where you are, would you say amen? Amen. Would you welcome?